a listener exclusive. From the Penguin Parade at Phillip Island to that new building development in the middle of Warrigal, this is Talking Gippsland with Ed Cowlishaw. Welcome to the first episode of Talking Gippsland. Today we catch up with a film director, producer and screenwriter Adam McKay as he launches a new documentary featuring the Melbourne Deacon Boomers, their journey to championship success, but also the struggle, the fight and the search for respect when it comes to women in sport. It's a unique documentary series that's airing on SBS and Taralgon will get its own special showing a little bit later on in the year. But for now, let's catch up with Adam, hear his story, his journey and his passion for women's sport and why the story of the Melbourne Deacon Boomers needs to be told. Hey, congratulations on putting a piece like this together, uh, sidelined a uh, documentary series that is obviously tailor-made uh, for the Melbourne Deacon Boomers and what they did last year in the WNBL Championship, but it's more than that. It tells a story of women in sport and athletes and their trials and tribulations as well of simply fighting for respect. Um, you put it together and it's going to be airing on SBS on the, on the 18th of September, launched on the 11th. Um, congratulations. Putting a piece like this together, uh, it's no mean feat. You've done well. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate that. No, it's been it's been a marathon. Um, it, it's getting to the exciting stage now, to the uh, the last little stage. And yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, there's over 170 hours of, of you know footage that has gone into this. It's been over, you know, sort of 15 months of of work that's gone in and um yeah it's been just a, a season you know for the boomers that no one could ever predict it um the highs the lows and, and that's sport that's life and, and that's i think what we've we've captured and um yeah i'd like to think we've got something which is, is incredibly powerful and compelling and hopefully it's going to make a little bit of noise in a space that doesn't have enough noise made when we're talking about um women's sport women's basketball and in, uh, in this country. Why'd you get involved with this story? Yeah, look, I've done a little bit of stuff with the boomers sort of pre, um, pre-pandemic. pre <laughs> I talk like it's over, but, um, <laughs> you know, before uh, yeah, COVID hit. And, um, yeah, after, you know, sort of lockdowns ended, we started to do a little bit more together seriously with the academy. They've got going on, doing some video work for them there. And um, I was really looking to do a longer-form piece, you know, in a world that's going shorter and shorter with content. Um, I really wanted to go the opposite direction and do longer form and more storytelling pieces with substance um, that lived in broadcast and not necessarily social media. Um, so, yeah, I was looking for a project and assessing some options. And the more I heard about what the boomers sort of, you know, were planning for the 2021-22 season, on the court at least, um, and off the court a bit. But, yeah, it sort of seemed like it was going to be a pretty pivotal um, year and, thought, you know, wow, there, there could be something here. So, yeah, the you know, the idea started as, you know, a pretty simple one and just got more serious um, in a quick period of time and, yeah, became what we see today in, in, in sidelines. So, um, yeah, no, the, the club and the organisation has been great supporting this and giving me, I think the biggest, you know, sort of credit to them is just giving me full access, um, you know, and realising that it's not a marketing piece at the end of the day. It, it is... Gonna, you know, I'm not here to make anyone look good, um, but I'm also not here to make anyone look bad. It, it's really just authenticity, and mm. um, you know, they've they've granted that access and, and that trust. I think as well, not only from the organisation, but the playing group, the, co- the coaches, and everyone involved. So yeah, I was able to do what I needed to do, and um, yeah, had you know, support of great people, you know, around me, and um, 
yeah, I think the end result, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll tell that. Adam McKay's joined us on the show, uh, of course, a filmmaker and director of Sidelined, documentary series that will air on SBS on September 18, uh, officially launched this weekend, of course, which is uh, pretty exciting stuff if you've got an invite uh, down to Hawthorne uh, this weekend. Uh, the storyline, it's got many webs to it, uh, from sexism to equal pay opportunities to racism uh, to simply respect out there on the court, branding issues... Uh, there's so much to weave into this. This loom that you were working with from the story point of view must have been pretty intriguing when a, a new storyline was popping up left, right and centre to try and intertwine into this doco. The loom, I love it. Um, yeah, look, I had no idea going in that you know the season was going to go the way it was going to go. I mean, I'm the caller. You know, the booms were loading up. They had a really amazing team they'd put together. It was, you know, Guy Malloy, the head coach, um, beloved, you know, in the WNBL. It, it, going into his ninth season, hadn't won an NBL, WNBL championship yet. So, um, you know, that was huge. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for us, um, it, when we sat down and, and said, okay, what, what stories do we really want to tell here? I mean, the on-court stuff, chasing a, chasing a championship, that's, that's great. You know, that's obviously the action side that'll take care of itself but from a theme point of view it was really about okay what do we really want to say here and i, I think you know um ideas around or themes around like identity um you know the the gender disparity what what extra challenges um you know these women athletes face um and nuances that come with that the, as compared to the males you know the gender disparity um you know, so I, I think there were a lot of, you know, sort of off-court themes that we really wanted to tackle. But, you know, within, I guess, sort of the, um, you know, with the season going on, in the, you know, in the background as well. So, yeah, but, you know, a lot a lot happened and, um, you know, you touched on it there. You know, there were sort of issues around, you know, um, racism at some of the, uh, or discrimination that some of the, the players faced. And we, we dive pretty deep and heavily into that. Um you know, Guy Guy Malloy, the coach, sort of deciding to leave, um, yeah. you know, before the season had started and played the season out, but, you know, announced that he was going to leave and that just sort of brought, you know, everything well into focus in, in terms of trying to get him that championship and, um, and you know, just, yeah, things left, right and centre. So going in, thought, thought we knew what we uh, had to work with, but really we didn't know anything. <laughs> we had so much, you know, stuff just come at us and, um, yeah, it, it was incredible. Could give me a pen and paper and say, "Hey, write write down what what we, you would um, expect to see," and I would never come up with this. It's, it was just beyond anything I could have um, even imagined. It's crazy. You had plenty to work with, Adam. Plenty to work with the storylines, the characters of this. So it, it built for a great story. But when you get to the final editing phase, and Knowing most creators, film directors uh, that I've worked with in the past or had a chat with, um, they're tinkerers as well and perfectionists as well to try and get it right. And is this right? Were you tinkering right up until the end? Did you did you think, oh, well, this park probably could have been a bit better or we could have polished this a little bit better? Because it can be a bit frustrating sometimes when you're getting to that final product stage. Ed, I'm still tinkering right now. It's a four-part series. <laughs> Episode one, or we call them chapters. Chapter one yep. will launch on or air on uh, SBS on September eighteen, and yes. go weekly. Yep. I'm still working on episode four at the moment. So um, <laughs> I was up to about two a.m. Yeah, just sort of getting another rough rough draft to, to my producer Nima. Um, 
So, yeah, look, it. I mean, there's a lot. And uh, I think, you know, we're trying to do a lot with a little, you know, very small team, very tight, you know, turnaround time. I mean, April 9 was the... Um, you know, was the uh, the championship. So, I mean, April 9th now seems like a long time, but it, it's really not. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think you don't, you never want to compromise. Um, and you really, it, it's just a, I mean, a friend of mine described it as a black hole of time, a documentary. You know, you just, you never get it back and you can just put, keep putting in and putting in. So I think you've got to call it at some stage. Um, but yeah, definitely there's been, Long, long days, long, long weeks, um, and we're really, I, I guess, you know, you feel a sense of responsibility at the end of the day to the story. You know, it's reflecting you and your work, but, but you know, that's secondary to the fact that it, it is the trust of the, the athletes and, you know, the people, you know, who are featured in this. So you really want to make sure that you, you know, you do that story justice um, and put ev- absolutely everything into it. So, yeah, mate, look, Definitely, you know, there are times where, you know, a bit sleepless nights going, oh, we got this right and got that right. But no, I've got a good people around me and, um, yeah, very, very happy with, with where we're at. And, um, yeah, I talk about episode four like it's never going to happen, but we're in a really good place for that as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, nearly there, nearly there. They've got a wonderful board at the Melbourne Boomers, ably led by Executive Director Tony Hallam. He's the most hands-on person I've ever met uh, when it comes to this uh, this club that he cares about so deeply and uh, really championing uh, women's sport in a lot of ways. Uh, he's also a producer on this as well. How do you go working with Tony as well when you're working with someone that is so passionate about the brand, so passionate about the storyline? How did that working relationship go? Yeah, well, look, I think... When you're talking about women's basketball, like everyone's trying to do a lot with not much resource. Um, and the thing that really impressed me with the boomers, even before, you know, sidelined, um, was, you know, they never let them, that, that you know, fact, get in the way of, of doing what they wanted to do. It was always a case of, okay, this is really cool. We want to do this. How do we, like, let's try and find a way. And it doesn't mean you do everything you want to do, but at least you don't just hide behind the fact of, oh, you know, we've got no money or, you know, we'd love to do that, but we couldn't. So, yeah, that really impressed me about the Boomers, um, you know, for a long time. Um, and, you know, Tony Tony and his, you know, ownership group were, um, you know, at the, the, the forefront of that. So, yeah, massive respect for Tony going into this. And, yeah, definitely got a first-hand experience with Tony and our hands <laughs> on passionate as he is. And, and it's great. It's exactly what you need to, to make a progressive club, you know, kick on into the future so no nah, he's been great he's very hands-on i was literally on the phone to him before um you know he jumped on with you so yeah he's definitely <laughs> definitely 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 wakes up in the morning thinking about boomers goes to bed at night thinking about boomers and you know this is his mission this is his passion and um you know he yeah as i said he, he was very good with with giving the access making things happen opening doors you know him and um you know, the then general manager, Christy Collier-Hill, who I've really got to give a lot of credit to for, you know, seeing the vision on this and, um, you know, backing me in. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, when you've got people, you know, in your corner who go, you know what, we think we see value in this, we want to make sure you've got everything you need to make it happen, um, you know, it makes my job a lot easier. So, yeah, big, big um, respect to Tony and, um, yeah, love what he does. Adam McCase joined us on the show, filmmaker and director of Sidelined. And Adam, for, for your career point of view, what, what is a documentary like this? It's going to be airing, obviously, on free-to-air television, SBS, from the 18th onwards. I know you're tinkering on Chapter 4 at the moment, but 
where to now for 2023 and I guess beyond when it comes to your filmmaking? Yeah, I'm going to sleep for 12 months, Ed, I reckon. Um, Hibernation. Then... <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, I, I think, look, in the short term, um, you know, I've, so I've, accept, I've actually accepted the role of the, the Boomers going forward for 22, 23. So um, that's really exciting. I'll be heading up a lot of their production um, in-house. So, you know, sort of how the Boomers are presented and the stories that have been told, I'll, I'll be doing that in-house now so that's incredibly exciting and i think it's great because it helps me build on the foundation that we've laid with um we've sidelined and we can continue to help tell stories and, and really spotlight the athletes and um you know just help the club but also the sport as well in general because it's not just about the boomers it's about all, all women in, in basketball and women in sport you know getting what they're worth you know and i feel really strongly um about that i did going into this project and i feel you know exponentially um, strongly about that now um, on the other side of it. So, yeah, that's super exciting. But I guess in filmmaking, um, would love to do another doco. I would love to do, this is a series, obviously, so I'd love to do a feature. Um, And I'd love to maybe follow one subject. So I've had the experience of, you know, following a group, following a team and doing a four-part series. But to do a feature on on one individual... um, would be yeah, it would be cool. That's sort of on my mind. So if you've got any ideas, who do you reckon I should cover? Well, I was going to say, is there an in particular uh, identity? Because I think there's a bloke by the name of Nick Curios that uh, would be a very intriguing character <laughs> to do a feature on his rise and falls, tantrums and triumphs. That might be an interesting one, polarising, but would be a much watch for for most Australian uh, sports fans. But I think just for fans in general. There's a bit going on. I'll put that on the board. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit going on, no, mate. There's a, there's a bigger web for you to, to, to transgress. Oh, my God. That would be... Um, well, I'll tell you what. I, I did not get thrown out of one locker room or one meeting or anything with the boomers. Uh, I expected to, to get chucked out of the carpool because I was everywhere. And, yeah, I can imagine, you know, with, with someone like Nick, you'd, you'd probably be pretty volatile, you know. And um, Well, that's where the I, hidden I cameras that, come in, mate. <laughs> there you go, that's it. But, uh, with permission. <laughs> with permission. With permission. With permission. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think, it, you know, for me it, it's about, um, you know, we see the front-facing stuff with people. We see, you know, their presence online. We see their product, whether it's, you know, Nick on the, on the um, tennis court mm. or you know, the Deacon Melbourne Boomers on the basketball court, you know, we, we see that. But what you don't see is the um, the work that goes in, you know, the unseen work and I guess also, you know, who they are as people. You know, for me, I guess it, it's, you know, I love that you can hit a tennis ball well. I love that you can play basketball at a, at a high level. But, you know, I want to know who you are and I want to know what your challenges are. I want to know what your motivators are, what your drivers are, you know, what, what you're up against every day. Because I think that's what makes things compelling. That's what makes things relatable. And I think authenticity in that regard is is key. You know, it's 2022 and I think everyone's got a pretty high bar for, you know, we can just smell smell out, you know, things that are too curated. And um, if, we, if we want that, we'll just go on social media and everyone's living their best life that's never have a, had a bad day, you know. So I think with documentaries, that's a real opportunity to tell those authentic stories and you know, to, to be challenging. You know, the, the inside line, there are plenty of challenging moments, there are plenty of challenging scenes, and, um, you know, it, it that's how it should be. It should show everything. It's not just what you like on your best day. It's okay. 
They're our best uh, visual biographies going around. There's no doubt about that. It's, uh, it's a golden it's, it's age about... for docos. Oh, it is. I love it. it is. It's, it's absolutely brilliant, and we're loving every single moment of it. Uh, we can't wait to sink our teeth into this one, mate. Uh, congratulations again on on getting it done and dusted, um, on all your work that you've done thus far this year and going through the process. I know you're tinkering still in Chapter 4, but um, enjoy <laughs> no, every moment, it. mate. It is, it. Uh, it's a great thrill for you. And, um, again, uh, congratulations and enjoy the moment because uh, it's nice when you do something like this. It's, uh, it's going to last a lifetime. So well done again. Thanks, Ed. No, I think we'll be down there, I've heard, in, um, in November for a screening in, in Gippsland. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll share details with that soon. And... Yeah, the Boomers play uh, January 14. Yeah, that's right. Against uh, yeah. Terralgan's own Jade Melbourne in the Canberra capital. So uh, oh, Don't worry about that. No, no, no. The, the, you know, <laughs> you know the whole team. town's going to be going for Jade, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> They'll be bleeding right. purple, but, <laughs> you know, blood's thicker than water sometimes. <laughs> oh, mate, we, it, it's just going to be amazing because we, you know, we have that game lined up. Um, yes, you that's know, right. In, in, in last season and then... Uh, you know that was the only COVID-affected game for the Boomers um, last season, and yeah, it was you know Jade's homecoming and everything that came with that. So um, yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. So yeah, don't don't mind everyone cheering on the hometown hero because Jade's an absolute legend. But um, as long as we get the win, no, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. No doubt about it. Hey mate, pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks again for joining us uh, and telling us uh, your story about uh, the story of the Melbourne Deacon Boomers. Appreciate that, Ed. Thanks for having me. A listener production.